Welcome everybody to a new episode of the OTT podcast. My name is Tyler Thompson. I'm the editor-in-chief of Kentucky Sports Radio and today I'm joined by Fake Barney who is on the wrong podcast according to his virtual background. Look, you know, Coach Taylor is always going to be uh, John Rayburn and so I'm just owning it. I'm just owning it. Fair enough, fair enough. So we are continuing our Friday Night Lights rewatch, or in Barney's case, watch, since this is the first time he's seen it. Yep. Um, last week we recapped the pilot episode, and today we are, are going to do two episodes. We're going to start by recapping episodes 2 through 10, and then do 11 through 22, because season 1 has 22 episodes, which is kind of unheard of with television shows today. But you, you are down done with season one. Yes, I am uh, maybe like three or four episodes into season two. Um, so I'm going to do my best to try to remember what's happened in the, because it's all kind of running together right now. It's my first time watching it. Um, so, so as to not get uh, grilled on Facebook anymore from spoiler people. Yeah, yeah. You got in some trouble. You got in Look, some trouble. Look, I, I know uh, this is, I'm the you only knew. person in the world, but I'm the only person in the world that's seen this for the first time. Like, all of y'all have seen it. So stop whining to me about spoilers <laughs> because you've already seen it. Like, everyone else, has, everyone else has seen this already, and I'm the only one. But not everybody. I think we have a couple, like, viewers and listeners who are watching this along for the first time, too. Okay. So, well, and, give us a shout so that I know who you are, um, and we can we can talk like theories together. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk theories with you because you'll just like lead me on some like, I mean, like path well, on purpose or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So I'm I'm I've I've successfully avoided all spoilers. Uh, you know, watching every episode as if it's brand new. So if you're doing the same thing as me, um, I would love to interact with you on Twitter because it's not like there's a message board or something I can go to now. <laughs> Uh, to hash is. out all of my theories it's like defunct <laughs> i'm just scared to google anything about friday night lights so if you send me a, a twitter message i can promise you that we can um, discuss our theories and then everyone else can laugh at us for you know how wrong we are or right we are there you go there you go so again this episode of our podcast is just going to be about episodes two through ten of the series of season one and then we'll take a break and we'll do another episode in which we do 11 through 22. So if you're and watching like a season this, one recap. Like, yeah. And then yeah, we'll do like okay. do a general over, you know, overall season. As part of the second episode. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I love that I'm covering up Kevin Rayburn because he's the worst. <laughs> he was one of the worst on that whole series. We yeah. never, this is a side topic, but we never made it through the final season of that show. Oh, wow. Yeah. It that's gets kind of so dark, but it's dark. also... Yeah, well, you know, uh, Tomlin is watching the Perry Mason and says that it got better, and we couldn't get past the first episode. We it didn't was even try. So dark. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't want to watch that during during um, COVID. It's like yeah. the whole point of watching Friday Night Lights is, you know, let's pretend that we're actually gonna have football and watch that. Yeah, I know. I I can, I need like not always happy things. But I can't do heavy dramas right now. I can't. I'll tell do... you something about this show. It's very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. The games, I mean, like, I don't <laughs> sweat when I'm watching it, but it's kind of close. Like, they I... do a really good job, like, capturing the real drama of watching a sporting event. Cause a lot of, like, movies about sports or TV shows about sports don't. And I no. really appreciate, you know, that yes. they, they capture the true drama of it. I know what you mean too by the drama because they they also do a really great job of 
not making the outcomes of the games predictable. Yeah. Like, well, we'll talk about this, and then I almost did it again. <laughs> almost did a spoiler. <laughs> but I was going to say, the way that season we one need like ends, a, a, like a I'll say it this ring. way. The, the, the end of season one is not what I would have chosen as the way to end the very first season. Okay, well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm yeah. saying. So it's like, so back to your point, I think that it is really fun how – you know, the drama, because it's not predictable. Like I, like, I mean, the first, the first episodes was, was, was predictable. We talked about that in the pilot. I mean, you know, you knew that the quarterback was going to get hurt. I mean, you could just see that coming a mile away, but you didn't know if they were going to win or lose the game, you know, at the end. Like, and I feel like the drama, you know, it all kind of builds up to the big game on Friday night. And it is a lot like watching a live like sports event, because I think that they've just done a really good job because I, you know, I'll be watching with my wife and I'll say, oh, I think that, uh, you know, the Panthers are going to win or I think the other team's going to win. And I'm wrong a lot of time. So I think we should, going forward, have like a spoiler jar. You know how like somebody has like a curse jar? <laughs> so every yeah, time that you sounds good. spoil something, you put a dollar in the jar. You can do it we'll too. give it to charity or something. <laughs> yeah, but if you spoil something for me, you got to put like $10 in the jar. $10? Yeah, because if I spoil something, you've already seen it. If you spoil something, it's going to, like, ruin the whole thing for me. I'm not putting – You're going to slip – you'll slip up and say something. I I'm know. sure I will. Uh, yeah. So – Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to start with episodes two through ten. And instead Speaking of, of swear jar, this is going to sound like I'm um, Sarazen's grandma, but I'm – I actually kind of find it a little bit refreshing that because this is on network TV, it's not as like intense as the shows that I've been watching on like Netflix and stuff. <laughs> you like, like the, the gentle network filter. Yes, over yeah. Like I don't like, I feel like I could watch this with Sarah's and grandma and not blush, you know? I don't know. Tammy and Eric coach Taylor have some risque moments sometimes. Like, that's only happened once when i've been watching so yeah where they were making a joke about how they were gonna like dance later that night and julie's like ew you all know i'm in the room yeah yeah i just got through an episode (laughs) where they've been they've been holding out for a while for for reasons that we won't talk about and uh and and he's like all about trying to get her back in the sack yeah and then I think that same episode that I was I was mentioning, like Buddy keeps interrupting them. Like he shows up at the door, oh, <laughs> like yeah. a very okay. opportunity. All right, time. just just because just because I told you that it was refreshing doesn't mean I want to hash out all of the moments <laughs> that you think are not refreshing. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I'm um, just saying, like it's nice to not like you know to for it to not be so heavy on all of the adult content so it's not it's like the antithesis of the cardi b wap video (laughs) slash song i'm just gonna laugh and pretend like that i know what you're talking about so all the kids still think i'm cool okay fair enough fair enough all right so instead of going through episode by episode and saying what happens we're just going to go through main storylines all right um so i'm going to do my little share screen thing do it okay so we are going to start with julie and matt okay so last we saw them in the pilot we knew okay i am looking at a field full of daisies and your oh uh, a field full. <laughs> whoops okay let's try that all over again 
Uh, how about just that? Just gave your like IP address <laughs> or something out to a bunch of hackers in Russia. I'll blur it out. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have yeah, Julian? This Meta? is good. Yeah, they're 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 real close. They got they got bedroom eyes. So last we saw them in the pilot, we knew that that Matt Saracen had something for Julie Taylor. Like they kind of made it clear, even in the pilot, that you know she piqued his attention and. The whole, the first half of the, of season one was, you know, just kind of the flirtation and Matt Saracen trying to not only work up the guts to ask her out, but he's, he's just an awkward kid in general. And he's being asked to be like, you know, a quarterback and he's going, he's going through a lot. Great actor. Yeah. Um, he's really, like really good. he pulls off the whole shy stutter thing really well. I mean, and even in this, like, clip that you picked, he's always got his mouth hanging open like Tyler Hansbro. <laughs> like, he always looks like that he's just, like, confused and everything. I mean, look, you got Julie giving him some great bedroom eyes here, and then he's just looking at her like she just asked him the square root of, you know, 7,000. But I think it's kind of interesting. So he's usually, like, you're right, he's usually bumbling and doesn't know what to say and just stammers and is very unsure of himself. But I think that, you know, they had their first date, which was kind of a train wreck. And we can talk about that in a minute. And it didn't end how he would have wanted. They didn't end up kissing. You know, it wasn't like the textbook storyline, you know, first date. But... Because of freaking grandma. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But they His had a grandma. great first kiss. And I think part of that was, like, he was, you know, he was on the field. Like, he had his confidence that right. he's gotten as being like the quarterback of the football team. And so he was kind of able to to overcome all of his awkwardness and have that moment, which I thought was really cool. I would have liked it better if they had like had a, a nice like focused shot of them and that went unfocused and you saw Coach Taylor in the background like flowering <laughs> over their first kiss. That would have been funnier. But Well, that's like that's a really good uh, a segue to one of the best moments of the first half of season one was – you know, Coach Taylor's trying to mold Matt Saracen into a confident quarterback. and you know, Oh, my gosh. You're, talking, you're going to talk about something that makes me cringe. <laughs> so he's talking about, you know, you just need to get out of your own head. You need to, you know, take a girl out on a date. Get her in your back seat or whatever. Oh, my gosh. We both started <laughs> laughing when, when he said that. I could not believe that he said that. And then he finds out the, the girl he was telling Matt Saracen serves him right. in the back seat was his daughter, which I is mean, serves hilarious. him right, you know. Um, and, and this goes to, I think, a, a thing that we'll touch on um, about how woke this series is back in 2006 mm -hmm. and episode 10, you know, which is the It's Different for Girls episode. Um, great episode. Do what? I say that's a great episode. It's one of Yeah, I know it is. It is really good. And, and I mean, I think that kind of goes to – I mean, you know, shame on Coach Taylor for telling Matt to to use a chick to to make himself feel better as a man. It's so dumb. Look at that feminist Barney. Just saying, man. <laughs> I'm covering up. I'm covering up uh, Kevin here. We got we've we we got we've we're highlighted the the feminist Rayburn <laughs> um, over here. We're good. We're we're going we're going all in. But so, yeah, we leave these two. They just had their first kiss, I think, at the end of episode nine or ten. Um, they're, they're well on their way to dating. They seem to like each other a lot. You know, right. they're fine. They're fine. So that's where we leave them. Next, we have Smash. Love Smash. Love his Smash mom. Smash is a great character. Um, 
I don't like a lot of what happened in season one. Um, so where we left him in the pilot, obviously Smash is one of the stars of the team. He's confident, really good athlete. He provides a lot of like comic relief, I think, in the series. Yeah. But he also has a lot of pressure. In episodes two through ten, you kind of see how much pressure he puts on himself. He has the incident where, you know, the scout comes out to the game and says, you know, if you get on this list, then you'll get a lot of D1 offers. And it's just a lot of pressure he's putting on himself. And 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 then you get to see kind of why, I mean, you know, what he wants to do for his family and stuff. Yeah, and his mom is awesome. Yeah, she is. Except I don't. I, I'm I'm ready for her character to be more than like what they've made what they've made her to be so far. Yeah, yeah. But right now, it's just it's a you can see how he's very conflicted. Um, he's got a lot of pressure on himself, which leads him to make some very upsetting decisions, um, yep. which kind of pisses me off because I feel like they could have gone in a different direction and it would have been more believable. So okay. he ends up taking steroids. Is that, is that, are we, did you just pull something? No, I don't think so. I think that's episodes two through 10. Okay. That's and, in, yeah, that's in episode nine. You're right. Yeah. So he lies to his mom and says, almost he got needs, $10. <laughs> he lies to his mom and said, he says he needs money for an SAT prep course. Right. It's not an SAT prep course. No. He gives his mom this whole guilt trip about it. Yeah. Which leads her to like ask the church to help, which I thought. Oh, was that was so bad. So upsetting. Cause, I know. You no, know, you just feel. You know, all the people down. like giving like sacrificially toward oh, the cause, and it's like you know, Smash is just putting the cause into his butt, literally. Right. So you know, he ends up taking the steroids. It it ends just as badly, you know, as you would think. It it right. just we'll get into that in the second of you know our episode. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this is going to come back. Like, so don't, don't even make like knowing eyes or anything. So close your eyes. But like, I'm wondering (laughs) if this is going to like come back, um, maybe even like seasons down the road, um, you know, because, you know, if, if they end up having success, um, you know, with this season, you know, I could see in season four or something of this show, um, how many seasons are there? I don't even know. But I was like, let's say in season four of the show, you know, they find out that Smash was actually ineligible, you know, years before. I mean, I think that would be an interesting storyline, but whatever. So, yeah, Smash is going through a lot. Um, he does end up getting a job at the Dairy Freeze with Saracen, which is kind of funny. Because, um, you know, you got this really cool, you know, star player. And he's also sitting there wearing that goofy paper hat, which just makes me laugh all the time. I love that they did that on their own though. That seems like something that the coach would want the running back and the, and the quarterback, like as roommates or hanging out all the time. Yeah. And I kind of love that they like naturally fell into a working arrangement where, you know, pretty much they're spending all their time together. That's not in class. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you think about when you're in high school, all the time they spend on the football field and training and everything, and then they hang out in the diner and stuff together, and now they're working together too. I mean, yeah. you know, like the chemistry there is – it can only help. And so it almost seems like something that the coaches would suggest, like say, hey, you should get a job with the star quarterback. But they just kind of naturally fell into it. And they don't seem like – it's like a buddy cop movie or something. They don't really seem <laughs> like, you know, natural 
you know, people yeah. that would have a lot in common. I mean, you've got a super confident, like outgoing um, star athlete, and then you've got shy and reserved Matt Sarah's, and they just don't really seem to fit together well, but they do. Yeah. So that's where we leave Smash. More happens with him, but we'll get to that in the next episode. Uh, let's just talk about the Taylors because I think – and 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 this picture is great because you've got them in uh, ascending order from left to right, and how good the Taylors are. Uh, are you saying that Coach Taylor is the best, and then Tammy? And are you going by height? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. I was actually going from left to right. If you go from left to right, they get progressively better. <laughs> the Taylors in, in the oh order. golly. Yeah. So, before we get into your love affair with Julie Taylor, um, I will say, I think one of my favorite, I was trying to think of of my favorite storyline of the first half of the season, and I kind of want to just say that it's, like, the family relationship between these three, because they're really funny. Like, I think that Coach Taylor's little, like, one-liners are great, and seeing them trying to, like, oh, God. Okay. Barney, like anybody who has done Zoom once, has just discovered virtual backgrounds, guys. So. <laughs> the picture's great. Don't you want to just like brush her hair aside? <laughs> Look at that like one bang coming down the middle. I wonder how long it took them to like get the fan that they used in that photo shoot to go just right to to fan it across her forehead like look that. how narcissistic this makes me look it's like i'm in love with myself <laughs> oh my i just gosh, got my it's perfect yeah it's great yeah, it's, good. it's good stuff but yeah the taylors i think are awesome um I, there's so many moments that they have where they're just it, it's great they're very real family um their reaction when matt and julie go on their first date i thought was really really funny um, cause she comes out in this ridiculous dress and like five inch heels and they were going to a movie. Not as ridiculous as, as maybe an outfit that we see later. Yeah. Yeah. But from, from Brazil or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later, but it just cracks me up that. And Matt I, Saracen's I think going to get into that later. <laughs> Matt Saracen and his members only jacket. Like, I just think yeah, what was the? I don't get. Why was he so mad about that? Is that like a thing? No, I think it's just. I I think Coach Taylor could tell that Matt Sarazen was trying to impress, you know, his daughter. But what is members like, only? Is that like a? Oh, you don't know what a members only jacket is? It's, does it mean like I'm out? It's like for, the style of the jacket, the, the poon or something like. <laughs> no, but you know what a members only jacket is, right? I mean, I know what it is, but I don't get like why Coach Taylor was like, "Is that a members only jacket?" Like he was like so freaking just out like, about it. He's trying to be cool. I don't know. Ask Mr. TT. Is he nearby? No, he's upstairs working. Okay. I was going to say, you know, because clearly I don't, I should have been wearing one. Mr. TT has a members only jacket. Does he break it out when he's trying to, (laughs) you know? No, it's actually, uh, it's like, because we were members of one of our breweries. Okay. Before all of this. <laughs> so you literally were members. Huh? Yeah. And it like has like the name of the brewery and then it has his name like embroidered on it. So it is I think literally... I need to research these a little bit more because I don't understand. I don't get what the, what the whole like thing is. I, it was kind of funny. Like that scene where Landry uh, and Saracen go to the Goodwill and they're like shopping and he's like, ah, oh, you need a, you know, you yeah. a, you're QB one. You got Where do you shop. buy those? I mean, like for in my small town, if I wanted to like impress a girl, to like, I would get 
Uh, remember Chaps? I'd get like a shirt that was Chaps. I don't remember Chaps. Chaps, it was like... Uh, was that the Kmart right. brand? Or no, <laughs> hey, back off, man. No, it was it was Ralph Lauren. It was like... Uh, but it was, it was Chaps, man. You know, hey, okay, anybody that was, you know, about the same age as me and Tyler, mid-30s, y'all back me up on this at Fake Marnie KSR. Tell me about that I'm not alone and how chaps used to be like what you wore like if Fair he enough. just showed up with a chaps jacket I'd have been like oh oh this I get is it serious I get like, it yeah 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 you like, also like, are yeah that's super preppy to be wearing but like, that's small town like Dylan like I mean small we had, town North Carolina maybe yeah we had to drive to like Wilmington to get chaps you couldn't get that's <laughs> what I'm saying like you couldn't get chaps like in the hometown you had to drive to like the mall that was in the nice, new, the nice, like big town. Fair enough. You know, you, what was it like with Danville? Where did you have, if you wanted to get clothes that wasn't like what every single person in your school was wearing? I mean, how far did you have to drive? Lexington. How far is that? Like 30 minutes. Oh, well, it was like, it took effort. 45 minutes before they had the new road. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is if I was trying to impress a girl in high school, not that I ever did because I was busy playing Goldeneye, but if I ever wanted to impress a girl in high school, and I was to show up at her house in something that was chaps, then she knew that, like, this was so special to me that I had to drive, like, to Wilmington to get that. I guess that would have been, like, Abercrombie and Fitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah great. Another another thing they only had. Before like, they got, away. like, totally douchey. Right. Like, yeah. back like, when it was quality When, when were clothes. they not? I mean, the catalogs when we were in middle school were, like, you know, Chris Carmack naked. Well, you remember every time you walk into an Abercrombie, it was like opening a perfume ad in a in a magazine. Oh, you like, didn't even have to. What do you mean walk in? You mean walk by it? Yeah, you when you walk, get, in, yeah, like you're you totally get within right. like a hundred yards of the thing in the mall. You know, <laughs> you'd have it's to hold like, your breath. It'd be like the smell of wood. Remember wood? The <laughs> yes. uh, the wood uh, cologne. Yeah, it was just yeah, and that was like their brand. I don't know how they did that. Did they put it in the vents or something? They must have. Man. Can we get somebody from Abercrombie on our podcast to talk about how they like <laughs> got that smell like to even leave their store? But it, like it was like we're gonna make our brand come to you through stitch. your nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Taylors are great. Uh, we when we go through our awards later, I have a great Taylor moment that I want to share. Is one of my favorites. Is he moments. wearing New Balances in that picture? I can't tell. I am not a sneaker head. Not either, but their shoes are kind of interesting. She's wearing so Julie's wearing Chuck Taylor's really shinies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is she wearing boots? Tammy so. Taylor? Pro that would make sense. That would be on brand for her. Yeah. But okay. So anything, any more thoughts on the Taylors before we keep going? I like the Taylors. They're interesting and and every time that it cuts back to their house, I know something funny or awkward or great is gonna happen. Um, yeah. It's like the opposite of when we visit grandma. <laughs> I love grandma. Uh, okay. Tyra. Look at Tyra. This was like, so she's gone. I think it's season one alone. She goes through so many different like phases. I don't, I, I think they just didn't know what quite what to do with her yet. So they just put I 62 think, necklaces on her. I know. I think this is from the pilot, actually, this picture, because she, I remember all of the gold and the heavy earrings, like, and I think she had like low cut jeans and her look, her tank top is blinged out and she's got like a, you know, a satin bomber jacket. It's just, yeah, I was going to say that jacket looks like, like sheets in a bed. 
I know. Yeah. So I think they're well, still she's so trying to figure out at this point, we're trying to figure out what the heck to do with her. She had one of the most forgettable storylines when she, I don't even know. She hooked up with like the regional manager of the Applebee's that would go around and visit all the Applebee's. Do you remember that? The guy from LA. I thought he was, he worked in an oil field he didn't or something like that. Yeah. She met him because she was a waitress there, but he was like some just oil dude. And it was the most random dumb story ever. Like it was, it just, was really dumb. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was like, I thought he was going to maybe come back. But I think the whole point of the story was so that Tyra could tell us that she wants to move to California. Yeah. I mean, because the he point was of the like, story you was, would be so cool in California. Yeah, and then just, Tyra was like, Oh, you're right. And then she was like, Oh, let me hook up with you so I can grow another mole. <laughs> I think the point of it was she doesn't want to be stuck in Dillon, Texas forever. And if that means hooking up with this guy from California, because it seems glamorous and maybe it makes her think that she can do it one day, but it backfires because she ends up feeling kind of slutty because he leaves kind after, of i wonder why yeah, yeah he hey, leaves take after your mouse her and go take your mouse and go on her cheek you can it's the big <laughs> you can do the big dipper out of the mole start with that one and then go up uh, no 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 diagonally oh. see that you see that i was gonna go like this 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 yeah this, yeah this there you go that works too yeah then it's like goes across <laughs> her whole face you got like the big dipper trapezoid there and then there and then the one right in between her eyes is the one that gets me all the time yeah but yeah she definitely grew uh, so if you don't remember from the last episode i hypothesized that they that they give tyra a new mole um like a teardrop tattoo um every time she hooks up with a guy and so <laughs> she definitely you know got herself a new mole um, from the random oil field guy, which was just a waste of my time. I mean, it was a waste. We, it was a waste of time. Couldn't we just have had someone that Tyra liked at school, or like one of her friends, be like, "Tyra, you should move to California," and her be like, "Oh, okay." And we could have been saved ourselves all of that, you know, scandalous Tyra, you know, in a hotel room stuff. It was just a big. It was like grandma scenes. It just, I just, I'm like, this wastes my day. Yeah, and so we'll get to this in a minute, but like then she just randomly starts hooking up with Tim Riggins again. Like they, did you notice And there's, I forget which episode it was. It must've been nine or 10. Cause I just watched him, you know, it's after the stuff with Lila. I didn't mind that as much. They yeah. just looked at each other in the grocery store and it was like, I mean, Oh, well, know, I guess I mean, we're hooking up again. Sometimes, like sometimes it is. Sometimes it's it like, like Billy, that, yeah. I'm a, I'm a hitcher ride with Tyra. And yeah, like, exactly. Okay. <laughs> like all the literally did to each other. Yeah, you know, right. Now I think that was more storyline, you know, important because it kind of showed they're on again, off again, and yeah. then whenever, uh, you know, the, you've got the love quadrilateral between her and Jason Street and and Lila and Riggins that or like the love rhombus or i don't know whatever that oh is oh my gosh we're about to get to that oh. um yeah when you then it just makes things like because it was like were they broken up or were they not well tyra was still hooking up with riggins well okay so how does that make it okay for you to do it and not tyra lila so i mean yeah so i mean it's kind of i think that that was more plot essential i am still waiting and assume i'll be waiting the rest of my life to find out why i wasted so much time watching tower hook up with random california guy yeah it was really stupid uh again stupid. i don't think they knew what to do with her in season one um okay i love buddy like just over your top of your head oh i know and he i love this this picture is my favorite picture uh we already talked about smash 
Okay. Did you mean for the other picture to be about Smash's mom? I, I like that one better just because I, I think his mom was important in season one. I mean, she's important to him. In so general. here's our love, love quadrilateral here. Here are the lovebirds. Um, okay. So this looks the happier first, in the right. Yeah. The first half of the season one is basically about the love triangle. Right. I mean, so where we left off, obviously Jason was hurt. I don't think we knew he was paralyzed at that point, but you could kind of tell. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the question at that point is, is he hurt so bad that he's going to be able to bounce back from this by the end of the season? Yeah, clearly not. He's paralyzed. Right. So Lila is just determined to be the best girlfriend in the world. She's going to be by his side. She's kind of delusional. Um, And I think it just drives her crazy. Right. Yes. And it also doesn't help that Riggins hasn't been to see Jason in the hospital and there's just a bunch of guilt there. Yeah. What's your, what's your thought? I mean, I guess I know what we're kind of supposed to think maybe about that, but like, like why, what's up with that? I don't buy the whole thing that they gave us about him feeling guilty because he didn't tackle the guy because again, he was 30 yards away from where it happened. I, I understand maybe feeling guilty, but it was such an an implausible thing that I just don't see that that's the reason why he didn't go to see Jason in the hospital. I, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. It couldn't have been guilt over um, what's her face because that hadn't happened yet. Right. Yeah, I think Riggins is just a really complicated dude, and he he's a it's a really he's a really interesting <laughs> character. Um, and I just I just I hate that they tried to simplify him as as so much as like um that it's just because of his father like i just think there's more to him than that yeah yeah so anyways uh it all kind of culminates and you know riggins is walking home from the practice that you know coach was like you gotta walk home i forget even what that initial blow up was about he didn't come to practice one day or he quit the team that was it he quit the team yeah. They had the practice in the rain, which was – that was a great episode. That was a really good episode because you yeah. were starting to kind of wonder if Coach Taylor was almost like a villain and, like – and they were going to turn him into a villain or something. And then you're like, no, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, he's – you know, Coach Taylor makes Riggins walk home from wherever they were doing their practice or running or whatever. Which, I, which talk about stuff you couldn't do today. <laughs> is that john mayer and mika kelly oh yeah i thought i'd turn this into a love pentagon if that's oh, nice nice i like that you're right in the middle you know it's like he's kissing your head while looking at mika kelly <laughs> that's perfect i just love that we're you are only now we are what five six months into the pandemic and you were just now playing with virtual backgrounds this makes me really happy. I mean, everybody went through this phase like one week into quarantine. And I see like, her and see Lila. Like, it looks like I'm, I'm like, Lila and John Mayer, I just can't see that happening. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. Unless, I don't know, she's got to pinch it for bad boys, so maybe. <laughs> but so she's, he's walking She seems home. way happier with Riggins than with Jason Street. Let me, I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know if anything's going to happen with that again. You know, I don't know any spoilers, but just saying like how her character reacts, I think she just seems more drawn to maybe she like feels like she's supposed to be with Jason Street and that it would be like bad to abandon him in his time of need or something. Yeah. But it's kind of like here's my thing about it that makes me 
this is my first part of not liking Lila. So I know everybody gave me a hard time because I liked Lila initially. I don't like Lila because it wasn't really until Jason got hurt that she noticed Riggins. They hung out all the time around the bonfire, text forever, blah, blah, blah. Like Lila's there. Like it's, it's Jason's best friend. So it kind of annoys me about her character that she just started to notice Riggins as like a potential, you know, love interest only after Jason went into a wheelchair. Well, I mean, we didn't know anything that happened before that. So you never know. She could have had like this secret love, you know, harbored away. I don't know. I prefer to just think that she's the worst. Yeah. Well, I, I don't disagree with you there. So anyway, they start hooking up and they have this dramatic kiss in the rain and she's crying and, you know, he's comforting her. And then it kind of morphs into over the first half of the season that there's clearly something there real on his part. He really, really likes her. Did you see, do you remember the first time you saw it? Did you see that kiss coming in the rain on this? Like, I did not see that coming. I didn't see it coming. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I was like, cross the line. He could yeah, have yeah, chemistry yeah. with a cardboard box, but I mean, yeah, they've got awesome chemistry. And oh, does someone have a crush on Tim Riggins? Who doesn't have a crush on Tim Riggins? I don't know. Hairdressers <laughs> around the world. <laughs> Whatever. He's awesome. Um, but but yeah. Kelly, Bo- Kelly Bozeman's all about some Tim Riggins. She keeps post- She keeps tweeting at us. Talking about Again, every woman is about Tim Riggins. He needs to cut his hair. It looks terrible. <laughs> That's what you think. Just saying, if I was a girl, I would be way more. You know, I'm not even gonna finish that sentence. I'm just saying <laughs> that, that that J Street seems a lot more clean cut, and and we stuff. know you are preppy. Just we know you preppy. Yeah, but I, no, I think that Riggins would look nice if he just cut his hair. Okay, but I, they had some sweet moments, Riggins and Lila. I mean, by the end of the first, no, half I think of the that season, they are. I think that they're a better couple. Yeah, I mean, like, when she comes over and he's eating breakfast and, like, he feeds her a piece of, like, waffle or whatever that was. And- I think they could bring out good things of each other. And you start to see that. I'm starting to see that where I'm at now. Um, you know, just in their, not any spoilers or anything, but just in the dynamics of their relationship, you mm-hmm. know, as they have conversations, I feel like that they can complement each other well. Yeah. And I mean, the moment where he's, you know, he says, yeah, I can't stop thinking about you. Like, that's just very swoon worthy. Like, that's right. super romantic and whatever. A little um, creepy, yeah. Yeah, a little creepy. Uh, but by the end of the first half of the first season, they are kind of off because, you know, it all comes to a head when Jason sees them like hugging after they sneak them out for their day out. Yeah, which I mean, he could have seen a whole lot worse from what yeah, stuff they were doing. And he got all that from a hug. I don't, I think, I don't know. I think maybe I'm just obtuse or something, but I don't know if I would have picked up on that from just, you know, seeing them hug. Like, oh, look, my best friend and my girlfriend are, you know, struggling with this together too. You know, I don't know if I necessarily, Man, you, got, can... you got Herc rolling up and Herc's like, oh, they're doing it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when he confronts, uh, when he confronts Riggins about it after the wheelchair basketball game. Yeah. That is intense. It is. This this show is really good. I, I, yeah. I give it to you so far. So good. Yeah, so that, you know, once Jason finds out, the rumors start spreading at school, and basically Lila gets slut-shamed, which is awful. 
I mean, right. a part of part of me was like, well, they kind of deserve it, but then it just morphed into something like really bad. And you, well, remember, yeah, like, yeah, they do. But I mean, the the cool thing about the point uh, that the the, the episode is trying to make, and it's and it, and it's not an accident. The name of the episode is "It's Different for Girls," right? And it's just you. I think that's why you see Riggins, you know, doing all the things that he's doing, is so that you can see it is different for girls, because no one's acting like he's doing anything at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, they beat up his car. Like the, the team comes and. Yeah. But know, not because, not car. because he, but, but because he was not a good friend, not because he you was with a girl. sleeping around. Right. Yeah. The stuff. They never with, would have done that if it had just been like. Tyler. Exactly. And yeah. the stuff with Minka, like, it's just because she slept around. Like what yeah. did she, I mean, you know, I feel like she's getting a whole lot worse. Um, and, you know, and also like the way her cheerleader, and they like dropped her on the that pyramid. That was awful. Stuff. Yeah. Get out of here with that. That was really, really, really bad. So, yeah, yeah they, by the end of that episode, you kind of see Jason and Lila not forgiving each other yet, but they're, they're not super angry at each other, maybe on the way to getting back together. Riggins and Lila, no, they're done. Yeah. Um, and I think that there, were, there was a really telling moment at the end of that episode when Riggins kind of has this talk with Lila before her cheerleading competition, and Lila kind of, you know, gets her confidence back and goes out there and, you know, nails the routine, and she looks up in the stands, and Riggins thinks that she's looking at him. No, she was looking at Jason Street, who was Right, right, was right. Like, okay. That was good. I mean, yeah. this is – I mean, I I'm, I'm I kind of want to read the book because I want to know how much of this is cleverness from screenwriters. Maybe we both should. That would be like a or good cleverness. Yeah, we could do a uh, we could do a podcast like a on the book. That would yeah, be that'd be good. I, mean, I like haven't a, read it before. I've always yeah, that would be fun because I'm interested. Yeah, you know, like I said, uh, this is really brilliant stuff. It's not predictable, um, and it's just the characters are really they're really good. Hey. Um, Go to the picture of uh, the Taylors again. Okay. Hang on one second. I had just taken it down. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. But I can do it again. All right. So what, what's your point going to be with the Taylors? Just how, well, I just, you know, this, this was a really woke um, thing. And it was just so long ago that look at the difference in bloodline from Kyle Chandler <laughs> like he looks like coach he looks like coach cow man he's like actually like i think they look a lot like they don't look that different i mean i think he does i think he looks like older looks like and he's aged plumper. 14 years i mean come on yeah well it's just it just makes you realize how long ago this episode was to touch on some of the themes that they touch on this episode yeah like you just didn't see that i mean you know you realize that when they make comments like you know there's a lot of homophobic stuff like in the yeah and that you like you know was pretty common you know for you to hear on tv and people saying you know unfortunately back you know around that time um and it kind of shows you how far we've come you know just a few years with that but you know some of the themes that they cover here i mean it's just crazy i mean this 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 could be a it seems like a you know, we never watched Designated Survivor or like my, my my wife likes Madam Secretary. And it's like basically instead of taking creative 
stories, they basically just take stuff from out of the news and turn it into an episode. So like on the Madam Secretary episode that she was watching, they're like, they've got the kids in cages and stuff. Like it's like basically they just take stuff out of the news yeah. and like make her deal with it's it. It's like topical, and, yeah. Right. And then same thing on Designated Survivor. Like they try to ex- dumb it down and explain stuff. I think you're the you. only person I know who watches Designated Survivor. Well, it's, it was good. It was good. Anyway, it's Is that the Kiefer Sutherland one? Yes, of course. That's the only reason you watched it. Yes, I know. It's great. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, um, all, all I'm saying is, is that it's really interesting that this was like 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, and they're covering like themes that are, you know, in the news today. Um, well, there's, just, a, there's a couple racism episodes. Like we that's had what that. I'm saying. Like they yeah. got to, well, you know that too. And I mean, and so I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I like that. I like that. I mean, it just shows Good that job, how forward, forward thinking it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are we done with the the table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want I wanted to compare. Like, I, I just real. I thought that, that was like, you know, really stark difference. Did you see that picture uh, of Coach Cal eating ice cream? Oh my gosh, he's looking bad. I know. Man, I know I was, none of us look great right now, but I was comparing um, that. Like, it just seems like when I see Kyle Chandler, I'm like, man, he looks so <laughs> different. Yeah. So any other plot lines that we haven't really gone through? I think we got most of them. Um, I'll go through. Yeah, we needed we need more Buddy Garrity in these episodes. Uh, the only yeah. Buddy we got was when uh, he went to the city motel to get voodoo. Yeah, well, five. we'll get to that because that, we're going to give out some, like, awards. And that's okay. Really um, right. Let's see. I also, we, we kind of get to know Billy Riggins a little bit, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't, so, I don't like him. Yeah. So this was kind of interesting. So I was watching and I was like, man, they really did show Applebee's a lot. I wonder how much Applebee's paid for that. It, they paid a lot for it. Actually. Really? Oh, yeah. that's so interesting. So okay. they, they paid for product placement. Um, one episode in season one, they paid $155,000 for product wow. placement. Wow. Holy cow, man. Which if you compare that to a 30 second commercial, a 30 second commercial is like 135,000. Was it back then or now? Back then. So they were saying. Holy cow, man. They interviewed the people who came up with the deal and they were like, do you feel like you got your money's worth? Because Heck yeah. Well, the ratings for for Friday Night Lights were not good. I mean, that's why it had to be. Oh, okay. So they were. They they still said that they got their money's worth because. Oh, yeah. More than a commercial. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I have expected, like, at one point, Tammy Taylor to pick up one of the skillets and be like, look at this, you know, Saturday skillet. <laughs> look look at this cookie. You know, they made it in the skillet. <laughs> look, let's have a Brutus together, you yeah. know, um, buddy. So, I loved I Applebee's at UK. I don't know. Did you did you hit up Applebee's a lot? No. And, well, so after 10 o'clock, they had half-price appetizers. And so, like, after, like, so we play – remember Ultimate Frisbee? We play that all the yeah. time at UK. We would play ultimate frisbee, and then we'd go to Applebee's, and you could get like the boneless wings and like mott sticks and stuff, and it would be like four dollars because it was all half priced yeah. after like ten o'clock on weeknights in Lexington. So yeah, I was all about some Applebee's when I was in college, and it, which was which was right about that time. Yeah, Danville. It was a big moment when Danville got an Applebee's. I feel like that's when you know you've made it from small town to like still a small town, but at least we got like chains. Yeah. And other than fast food. And like, you know, cause they put up pictures like from local things, the sports teams and whatever, and the Applebee's 
And that was a big moment, like walking in the Applebee's and being like, oh, look, it's all the Danville Admiral stuff. And like, yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> Don't you think that would have been a lot better place to have parties than Buddy Gary's dealership? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, so. I think so too. Oh, are we switching up backgrounds again? Just, you know, we just got to keep it fresh. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go through some awards. This is going to be a regular segment for every episode that we do. Right. Um, I have my list. You have your list. We have not talked about these. I don't know what you're going to say. No, so. I don't even have a list. You, yeah, I'm just so going to wing it. I'm okay, just winging so it. I'm, I'm doing it on the fly. I'll start us out. So we're going to do favorite storyline and least favorite storyline. Um, okay. My favorite one is actually kind of surprising because I don't like one of the characters, but I thought it was sweet. Okay. Um, Saracen and Julie's first date. Okay. I thought we kind of talked about this earlier. I thought him coming to the door and picking her up was really funny. Right. As you know, they were talking about the members only jacket and she, yeah. her parents made her change. And mm. so while they're waiting for her to change, coach, Taylor's was like, can I get you a beer? He's like, Oh no, 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 I'm driving. It's like, Sarah's an idiot. Like, don't, don't say that. Uh, yeah, that was good. I was going to say, I was going to say just uh, not the specific date, but I liked like that storyline, just them dating, not the first date, but like yeah. all of their interactions are seem realistic to me as yeah. much as a TV show can be. Um, and I think that even up to where I'm at now, like all of their interactions, you know, um, the awkwardness, the, they don't really know what to say to each other, but like, it's not so awkward that it's like people aren't like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's true to his character. And I think it's, I don't, I'm kind of wondering what Julie sees in him. Um, oh, Saracen's great. I mean, I'm he's saying, but, but she didn't know, but she didn't know all that stuff. Like at the beginning, Well, I think the, the first date kind of showed that he yeah, has a but huge it's like, heart. I mean, but he, for him to get a date with her, like on before that, I just feel like she didn't really know him that well. Like It's yeah. almost like she didn't really deserve him because like, I don't know. Like she didn't know. Oh, that's a, that's a common theme in their relationship. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I know you like to rag on his grandmother, but I thought that the month. Oh my like, gosh. So when he has to go back to the house because Landry was watching his grandmother during the first day. That's the only part I've ever liked grandma because She's it was so like, sweet. I mean, well, so, and, and you realize what a burden it is on him. Yeah. And it also like what his priorities are because you know, I think that he's done a really good job of making Julie feel like that she's important. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like he drew the line between brand new girlfriend and family. Yeah. So you could see that like he has a good foundation. And I like that Julie also in that whole thing. Well, I'll let you, because that was your favorite yeah. thing, but like, I liked how she responded to it too. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't like a typical, like, you know, TV character would be all like, Oh, why don't you pay attention to me? Like, you know, yeah. she was just like, at first she kind of seemed to have that reaction, but she's, that's what, she's a good actress. I think she like played that. Oh my gosh. Transition really well without having to say a whole lot yeah. when she kind of, and then she kind of jumped in and started help. Like I was like, okay, this is, I like, her. I like her. How do you not like Julie? Anyway. All right. Whatever. No, you just wait. Um, but no, I thought it was sweet. So they go back to his house and his grandmother has locked herself. Did you in the say closet. you thought it was sweet or you thought it was sweet? I said, you just wait. I thought it was sweet. Oh, okay. Just yeah. check. <laughs> um, so anyway, her grandma, his grandmother's in the closet, you know, calling out for her husband who's been dead. And I guess it's, yeah. it's a routine thing that happens with her. You know, clearly she has dementia. 
or something, yeah. Alzheimer's something. Um, something like that. Yeah. And he pretends to be his grandfather, her husband. And just, it's a very heartwarming moment. And, you know, he sings to her and she comes out of the closet and it's like, oh, like, I don't know. That that tugged at my heartstrings. I thought that was a great moment. Yep. Uh, my runner up for favorite storyline was Jason Street finding out about Lila and Riggins just because like that was a very satisfying moment. Although I don't like all the shut slamming that came after that, but yeah. So that was my favorite storyline. What was yours? Mine was just the, the relationship, not the first date, but just the relationship, like all throughout watching that, like develop between Matt and Julie. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that you from their interactions he, at school to everything else. Yeah. He brings out the best in her. I will put it like that. I yeah, think I think she is likable when she is around him. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, she's all and she's always around him. I at least so far. Yeah. So least favorite storyline. We kind of already talked about this. Smashes steroid use. Um, one, it's just really stereotypical. Oh, a high school football player takes steroids, or just a football player in general. Uh, really just, I, I hate it. I, I, I kind of fast forwarded through most of it cause I'd seen it once. And I didn't like it. So, uh, my, I, I didn't mind that I mean, yeah. because I felt like that smash needed some adversity to yeah. overcome. So I didn't mind that. Um, my least favorite by far was, um, the, we talked about this too, the stupid, um, uh, guy from Oklahoma with Tyra. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was dumb. It was pointless. Yeah. It was so stupid. Runner up for a least favorite because <laughs> I know this is going to piss you off. Jason Street's wheelchair basketball. <laughs> I don't care about it at all. Hey, wow, I man. I hope it's hot. Gosh. I hate it so much. Uh, yeah. Favorite character. This your, is member, your member's only jacket's going to be hot in hell. <laughs> yeah. Favorite character. I'm going to say Coach Taylor. That's an easy answer, but his one liners and season one are just so great. Like, Super cool. Uh, mine's uh, definitely Herc. I hate Herc. I don't hate him. Oh, I love Herc. I mean, like, I get his at first purpose, you... but I just. <sighs> yeah, I, I like. I didn't get his. I hated him at first, and then I got his purpose, and I was like, "This guy's awesome." Yeah. Okay. Least favorite character. Easy. Voodoo Tatum. I hate. I hate really. Voodoo. Yeah. I mean, I. I. He's got a sad storyline, you know, but I just. Uh, not about yeah, it. grandma. <laughs> oh God, grandma. With, Even the, with the exception of the grandma. first, but yeah, with the exception of the first date, where I think that that would if, if that was all we saw of grandma, I would have I would love grandma and I would love Sarazen, um, and that's all I needed to see. I do not can continually be reminded of like how hard grandma makes Sarazen's life. Like I. I have enough intelligence to be able to remember that episode <laughs> and think to myself, man, you know, I hope grandma doesn't call to, you know, spoil the state or something like that. Like I know that she's there and I would be totally fine if she just resurfaced, you know, every seven episodes with some sort of an issue that advanced the plot instead of me just like watching her, you know, roam around her house and watch TV like that just uh, just drives me nuts. <laughs> okay, fine, fair enough. I I, lo- so, I am so standing for grandma. Of, I hope though. it's hot. You know, I hate grandma. Yeah, well, we'll be in hell together. It'll be great. Well, um, yeah, hopefully grandma will be there soon and and die. <laughs> Shut up! You're so terrible. 
Um, the Billy Gillespie moment of the the series. So <laughs> now, far. what is the Billy Gillespie moment? It's, it's a it's a roaming you know thing. It could be either the biggest party, the most you know shameful moment, worst. I was like, I don't remember vision. Coach Taylor hooking up with a player's girlfriend. But <laughs> uh, but allegedly. I, we're gonna try and have one of these for each each episode of the podcast. I'm just gonna okay. pick the big party that Tyra and Billy Riggins threw because I could see him like waking up the next morning and like still being there, like a couple people were, <laughs> like <laughs> peeling himself off of the ground and just staggering around. Um, I don't know. That, that party was so random. I, I, what another another random Tyra storyline? Like we they just didn't know what to do with her. They're like, let's have her throw a party with Billy Riggins of all people. And, and I could see Billy Gillespie and Tyra getting along really well. I could see that too. What was your uh, Billy Gillespie moment or did you have one? I would say probably the coach that was leaving the CD motel as coach Taylor was walking in. Yes. I feel yes. like that was probably that was Billy good, Gillespie. That was a good Billy Gillespie moment. <laughs> uh, I, I could see him being that guy walking back. Yeah. What's, what's he doing there in the motel? He might not even be there to talk to Voodoo. He could be there, you know, <laughs> just because there's other people there that he wants to see. You just never By know. the hour, you know. Yeah, the worst Billy Gillespie story that I ever remember anybody telling was when a big Kentucky booster was going to fly him down to play Augusta National, and he never showed up to the plane. Pretty bad. And never apologized. Yeah. Like, I, don't do you think, know, I don't think Augusta National is quite Billy G's scene. But the – I mean, do you know, I would give my, like, you know, left arm to play at Augusta National, like, just one time. Right. And the fact that he had that opportunity to fly down there on a private jet and then never showed up at the airport. It's that, bad. If that story is true, of all the Billy Gillespie stories, that's the one that makes me have the least amount of respect for him. Because it's like, dude, come on, man. But, yeah, I love the Billy Gillespie Award. I, I hope that's a recurring thing. Um, and, 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 you know, and if we, if, if we have some characters that ever play night golf, it'll just be even easier to give that out. Or, you know, take off their clothes and dance in the Merrick fountain with two women. Well, then Tyra's going to win the Billy Gillespie award every episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So most cringeworthy moment. I, I picked Billy Riggins at dinner with the Taylors. Like, cause there was that one episode. Do you remember where Billy who's Tim Riggins' older brother, was like, we're going to get you, you know, we're going to do all this right. And, you know, you played really well and you could go yeah. to college, so we're just going to start eating and vegetables. it was like, it was like, like silverware clinking. Oh, yeah. And so he brought, like, a gift, like a hostess gift, which is a nice thing. Like, right. But it was like a steak knife set. Like, the, it just seemed weird to me. Um, yeah. And then he, like, lost his, you know, S-H-I-T when – like Bill or uh, Tim spilled his drink and he just like had to go to pieces at the table and it was just, Oh uh, yeah. Well, W O W I A G R E E Tyler. <laughs> um, you know, I think the most uh, cringeworthy moment for me was definitely um, them passing the plate at the church to get oh, steroid I money. Oh. I was just like, Oh, I just, yeah. and I, and, and I'm telling you, man, we really get nervous watching the games. Like, I mean, they're not cringeworthy, <laughs> yeah. but they're like, it's like a, it's nerve wracking. It's like watching a real game. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it is. It is. Speaking we of, live blog. can we live blog a, a Panthers game? Why great. not? It might, <laughs> we might have to this fall. Um, best sports moment. Um, I picked 
the reverse in episode five when Saracen takes over for Voodoo because Voodoo, you know, gets thrown off the team. So Smash, uh, Saracen gives it to Smash, who gives it to Riggins, who runs it in for the touchdown. And Saracen throws a block. They go for two. They get it. They win the game. And I think that's when Coach Taylor was like, you know, he gives Saracen the play. He's like, go get her done. Yeah. Just like, I mean, when they get the sports right, they really get it right. Like, it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like it makes you feel really great. And I just love it. I like the whole Arnett Mead storyline. Like, yeah. with the forfeited loss or is, like, yeah. is it going to be a win or loss or, like, what's going on? And I loved, like, the drama and the announcement over the intercom. I had that written it down, too. It was just too. like, like, yeah, I was like, who are they? Why would they ever that announce that over the intercom? Like, would they do that at your high school? I mean, I don't know. We were all too busy picking up chaps. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's true. And playing GoldenEye. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> uh, favorite episode, I, we already talked about it. For me, it was It's Different for Girls because it exposes the double standards and, you know, of slut shaming. And, like, I, I wrote down, I couldn't believe I dropped Lila during the cheerleading stunt because that was terrible. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Um, I liked the homecoming episode. Yeah, that was good, too. That was really good because, I mean, you could kind of – you're like, hey, is it about to be homecoming? And then when it was, I liked everything about that episode. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Put your rings in the air! <laughs> Didn't that episode – was that the one where Smash rapped again at the pep rally? And it was I just like, so. just stop rapping. Please yeah, that was when rapping. he was uh, wanting to impress the recruiting expert. It was just yeah. really good. I loved that whole, like – thing mm-hmm. where he like and i mean i i was thinking that maybe he wasn't gonna play well and then he ended up not playing well and then he showed up at the guy's house and that's like what started the whole steroid thing yeah oh episode because yeah. he was like i think you need to get bigger son you know? i know i felt bad for smash yeah but i um, liked that episode that was a good one my i only have one more category award the most real moments um <laughs> i really liked in episode four when you know, Coach Taylor had they had to have that party at their house, and of course he didn't. Oh, like that was hilarious! And Tammy at one point is under the table just cleaning yeah. up something. And she Six, refuses 60 to come ish, out. Sixty ish. Yeah, I know. I just you knew so that bad. he was going to die. Like you knew yeah. that, that he was so dead. Yeah, I, I and, and, but she should have known too when she was at the grocery store and a random like parent person ran into her and we're like we'll see you there tonight she should have known at that moment that it wasn't 60 ish yeah i just felt bad for her i totally felt her anger when she was under the table and just would refuse to come out and like and then the next day when coach taylor comes to her office and he's like he gives her this bs apology and he says i'm sorry you're pissed off and she's like yeah oh that was so sorry i I mean what what couples haven't had that argument right right, that moment where it's that was funny well i'm sorry if i made you feel bad like it's just (laughs) it was so real and that's what's so great about their relationship is it has so many of those like really real moments i think i agree yeah so that was that was all mine do you have any other awards you'd like to give or thoughts i don't think so um i you know like i said this is kind of the part that 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 you know, pulled me in a little bit. I would say, um, the, I, I liked, um, the, the most real moment for me was probably the Lila, um, reaction to Jason street storyline. So just mm-hmm. kind of like how she was there for him, but he, I think reacted in a way that everyone could, you know, empathize with. Like, it was like he wanted her there, but didn't. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was like you know it, he didn't want her hovering over him and stuff or like but then at the same time when she wasn't there you know it's like where are you we're like we're and like it's like and the way that she couldn't really handle it because she didn't really know what to do um i like i i felt like her um character so far as that's what i was saying that you gave me such a hard time about last day everybody was but like why i liked lila is that like i feel like her character and i think i said that in this last episode is the most real like i feel like so far like in season one <clears throat> that you know they don't try to like make her like buddy or like her yeah. mom like so she's got these nut job parents at home and she still is like i think reacting in ways that everybody could kind of relate to like you can kind of see how this whole thing with jason street could she could go one or two ways i mean she could go like a crazy um like wild girl like storyline which would be annoying mm. or she could be like the doting girlfriend and she's like kind of torn somewhere in between and I just find it to be really, really interesting. So I'm excited to see kind of where that goes and how that plays out long term, because um, I just felt like that writing was so good because I think all of us could see ourselves in her shoes, not really knowing how to respond to your whole world being out pulled out from under you. Yeah. Um, and I like how she's responded so far um, with the exception of hooking up with his best friend, um, you know, in, in that <clears throat> it's just, it's, difficult it's a difficult situation and she does a great job of helping making us feel that yeah yeah i mean as much grief as i give lila and you know she has her moments um i i think she ended up ended this you know our season our you know the first half of the season on a high note with the whole you know it's different for girls she had you know a really great you know a couple of moments oh here we go there's minka again when did they date i don't know <laughs> at some point in life she looks like she's lila ish there a little bit maybe like lila the college years her chin looks like it's stabbing me in the head <laughs> <It's>, oh. <laughs> okay so that's all i have for this uh we it's got some leno action going on there <laughs> oh gosh only you would find something ugly about minka kelly did i say ugly do you think leno's ugly do I think, I think his I chin said, is ugly? I just said Leno. I just said it's, <laughs> you just compare her to Jay Leno. <laughs> it's there. It's just there. I'm saying. <laughs> At least I didn't draw the big dipper on her face. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's probably about it for episodes two through ten. Any lingering thoughts? Good stuff. It's got me hooked. It definitely will hook you in. We'll go, we will go through 11 through 22 in the next episode. So if you're only caught up this far or if you haven't finished the season yet, you know, the next podcast will be ready for you when you are ready. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back momentarily. All right. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Go Kangaroo. Go Kangaroo.